Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of issues that I've come across in my last session of consulting. The issue is women coming to see me at the age of 43, 44, wanting to have a baby. For various reasons, like they didn't get together with their partner until just recently, or that they had a career that they wanted to get on with, and they always thought that they would be fine because they're fit, healthy people. The last two patients I've seen, in fact, have had treatment in other clinics and failed. And so they came to me in the hope that I would have some magic wand to help them have a baby. Our conversations tend to be a little depressing. From the outset, I make it clear that there is really nothing proven that I can do to improve their chances of success. We move on to a discussion about egg quality. And really that determines it all. The quality of eggs deteriorates with age. Up to about the age of 35, eggs are pretty much the same. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. In fact, at 35, probably 50% of eggs are good, but that means 50% are not. By 40, the number of good eggs percentage-wise drops to probably nearer 15% to 20%. And by 45, it's as low as 2%, which means that In every hundred eggs, only two are going to be competent of producing a pregnancy. And that's really why older women don't get pregnant. If a woman is ovulating and she's in her mid-40s, her chances of a spontaneous pregnancy in 12 months of trying is less than 5%. In fact, probably less than 1%. Purely because those eggs that she's releasing are genetically abnormal. Why do eggs become genetically abnormal? In producing a mature egg, there are multiple steps that occur as chromosomes replicate themselves, divide, line up, and then split. In the last moments before an egg is released, the 46 chromosomes that make up an egg for the rest of its life divide into 23 and the other 23 are spat out to some extent. They're pushed through the egg wall and leaving behind the 23 chromosomes. Because there are multiple steps in that aggregation and disaggregation of the chromosomes, it requires very precise production line to achieve it. And that production line is driven by energy sources within the egg, like a battery. And the battery, called the mitochondria, which makes the energy inside the cells to make the 
chromosomes move around and divide and separate and, and join up and separate again. That energy diminishes with age. That running out of the battery causes mistakes to be made in the production line. And those mistakes then become chromosome abnormalities. And so when an egg is released, it may not have the 23 chromosomes. It may only have 22 or it may have 24. Those aberrations will cause the egg possibly not to fertilise. If it fertilises, it may not grow on. If it grows on, it may not implant. If it implants, you've got a much higher chance of miscarriage. And we know that, that women in their 40s have a much higher chance of a miscarriage than a woman at 30. And that's all because of genetic abnormalities derived originally from the egg. The sperm seems to have little part to play in the production of abnormalities in the embryos. So if the batteries go flat, then chromosome mistakes are made and you end up with eggs that will not produce a pregnancy. There's a lot of research going on trying to work out whether we can recharge those batteries or can we replace the batteries with new batteries. So there have been efforts to move mitochondria from young women into older women's eggs, but the results so far are really, apart from some occasional claims in various parts of the world, has really come to nothing, that there's no studies to be, show any convincing evidence that putting extra mitochondria makes a difference to the pregnancy outcomes. Drugs are being heralded as a possible way forward. There are drugs that stimulate uh, mitochondria to produce more energy, certainly in mice, and some of our work from the University of New South Wales has recently been published showing you can make um, mice, old mice, produce litters as good as young mice by giving them these drugs. As yet, those drugs have not been used in humans and there are concerns about them because they're fairly powerful uh, agents. But that is something to come. So we're left then with the sad story that I said to these patients that while we might be able to get eggs from them, the odds are that we're looking for a needle in the haystack in terms of finding a normal egg. Most couples will want to try because they need to put behind them the possibility they might have got pregnant, they might have been that 1 or 2%, and they do want to try. It's very hard for me to convince someone not to have treatment. Most of those patients will go through treatment and end up with unsuccessful outcomes, and we will almost certainly know that that's because of the eggs. One of the things we can do in our laboratory, and it's been one of my research interests for the last 15 years, is some technology that enables us to look inside the eggs before we fertilise them. And we can actually see those chromosomes lining up in the right way or not. And what we know is that when we look inside the eggs of women in their 40s, the number with abnormal chromosome alignment is much, much higher. So it gives us some indication of where the problem is. And it's certainly been helpful in talking to patients to show them that their eggs are abnormal. And that may bring them to the point of saying that they will stop treatment and move on, possibly, to egg donation. I'm afraid I see too many women in their early to mid-40s who I take through cycles and have recurrent failure. It's hard 
take people through that disappointment. But unfortunately, that's nature. All that said, there is the occasional pregnancy. In fact, I've had three women, 43 and above, get pregnant this year, and all of them are now in mid or late pregnancy. So it can happen, there's no question of that. But percentage-wise, it is very low. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.